Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr. on the show. Miami and Pittsburgh coming up on Saturday. Kickoff at 8 o'clock. We'll be on the air at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Haven't had too many night games. 8 o'clock kickoff against the Pitt Panthers. What did we learn last week against Clemson? Learned that this Miami football team would not give up. I think that they, uh, I think that they realized uh, the first set of downs on both sides of the football. It's a little bit of a different uh, opponent here. And um, then they adjusted. And they worked the game to a point where they were really within an opportunity to make it interesting. It didn't turn out that way, but again, these advanced training games help everybody. They help uh, the freshmen like Besant who played and and Brown at at quarterback. And you think about uh, Inez Cooper and these young men that got to go on the field against a team that's won national championship that's probably going to win your conference. And you realize how hard you have to work to get where you have to get to. Because really the goal is for Miami to close that gap, which which they just saw last week against Clemson. That's the gap you have to close. Here's what I learned. Everything about Clemson is championship caliber. From the stadium stadium operation to the way the, the the traditions they built with their fans to their roster everything is championship caliber you can tell on on the ride once you hit campus uh that it's it's uh, that they've won that they have a big big picture plan and you know we walked in there and we were impressed with everything along the way uh, I'm not a guy that would be interested in living, you know, in South Carolina and, and, and the college town kind of deal. But uh, if I was a student athlete, but I was you can see that it's been building. This was not didn't happen just yesterday because you and I were there. I guess it was in 2009 was the last time we were there. No, 2010. And in the last 12 years, it's grown quite a bit and, and they don't look like they're stopping. Uh, I think they made an interesting decision which was to go all in on football. I think they looked at, you know, this, this, is, this has been a basketball conference. I think this has been one of the issues with the University of Miami is they brought Miami in. I don't think they've done a lot to help Miami uh, because it's been a basketball conference. And I think Clemson got in front of that and said, you know what, we're probably never going to leapfrog Duke or North Carolina or Virginia in basketball. But where we can make our mark is where it really matters, football. And they attacked football. They did, and it was the smart thing to do. It's the biggest revenue producer. And they've gone about it in the right way. They they hired their head coach, Dabo Sweeney, 
and they've stuck with him. I mean, he's he had a couple rough days in those first four or five years. I, I remember down here in this Orange Bowl, West Virginia put something big on him, and they just stayed the course, and they have given him everything that he needs to, to recruit. I believe I'm correct that they're on their third facility. They have um, f- third football facility. They've Each time they, they graduate to the next football facility, another uh, sport gets the last one, and it just has uplifted the entire university. But they've made sure that when they go out to recruit, just like Miami's getting ready to do, the investment Miami's getting ready to do, they go out and recruit, they can go toe-to-toe with it. Any, any university in this country with what it looks like on campus, and Miami's on their way to doing that. Uh, I said this to you. I'll probably uh, draw some attention. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about the Miami roster, right, with Coach Cristobal, and, you know, you see some guys going to the transfer portal, and we always have that argument about roster and coaching and play calling and all that stuff. Um, Miami's played Alabama last year, played Clemson this year. Neither game closed, two different coaching staffs. What it has looked like is Miami, the Dade Broward All-Stars, and nothing against that, but Clemson and Alabama are the United States All-Stars. Their roster is built from all around the country. They've got core areas. Clemson is going to get players from Georgia, South Carolina, some from Florida. Alabama is going to dominate Alabama, go into Louisiana, come to Florida, go to Texas. But the quarterback for Alabama is from California. The quarterback for Clemson is from California. Miami, and under Coach Cristobal, I think, while you got to hit a home run at home, you also have to broaden things. Well, you have to just look at what he did at, at Oregon. He realized that he had to go national when he was at Oregon. Um, he learned some of that while he was at Alabama. Uh, he also learned that you have to – uh, uncover great players at many different places and he'd learn that when he was at Rutgers and so I mean he's got a doctorate when it comes to figuring recruiting out the thing you don't want to do and and he won't is fly over someone to go get somebody that's the same but if his his job in college football the, the head coach's job whether they like it or not fortunately Mario Cristobal loves it is to go and get the best talent that you can in America or in Europe or where Austra- uh, Australia. It doesn't matter where it is. Anybody that's going to help your football team, you've got to be able to, number one, evaluate it. Number two, make sure that they're interested in coming to the University of Miami, but also understand that that's something that you can somewhat control. You can control who comes here, and that's the way of the world. That's the game that it is. And those examples that you've brought up, and you know, we can throw in Ohio State. They've gone all over the place as well. You know, you look at that top talent. Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, no hometown can give you everything that you need. And Miami's no different. But you've got to go national. Uh, it's a testament to football. There was a couple of years ago, people were saying you can't play football. You know, football is going to die. No, they're playing football everywhere. There are great players everywhere, and they're playing 12 months out of the year. And the spread offense has a lot of kids playing because they want to throw it or catch it. It's no longer just three yards in a cloud of dust where you're, where you're you know, banging your head against the wall all the time. Now you have opportunities where the – the field is spread, and you're able to make plays, whether you, you aspire to be a great uh, defensive player to stop it or a great offensive player to create it. Uh, I think that has led to more and more kids playing football more 
uh, in more of the year. And so there are great players everywhere. That's, that's a, an excellent point. And when you think about it as well, you know, up north it used to be football was a season. Yeah. Now, because of indoor practice facilities, now because of travel, and it, be, it becomes more year-round. And you think of just look at the local high school part of it. We've got teams that are playing for national championships. I mean, they're, they're getting exposed all over the country, and it's not going to change. And who doesn't want to play college football? I mean, look at the exposure you get, and look how fun it is, and look at the, the experience that comes with it. But as far as Miami goes, when you go back in time, and you know better than anybody in the world that Jim Kelly – Word, he came from East Brady, Pennsylvania. I don't even know where the heck that is. I mean, you, you think about that. And then Bernie Kosar from Ohio and Vinny Testaverde. What, what was, was he from New York? New York, York Elmira, yeah. New York. So, I mean, you go around and you think, well, what if, what if you, you didn't have that? you got to have those people that come from all over the world that fit your program. And I think that's the key. For Coach Cristobal, one of the keys is, and he knows this better than anybody, is you want to recruit guys that want to be a Miami Hurricane and know what comes with it. They need players that uh, want to be a Hurricane, not guys that think they're doing Miami a favor. Um, One of the plays we would have liked to have seen would have been the Jaleel Skinner holding on the other day. Bang, bang play. What would have been fun is if Miami had put one more touchdown on the board. I'm not telling you they're going to come back and beat Clemson. But what would have been fun is to close that gap to a one-score game to see what kind of energy and competitiveness Miami would have had. That Jaleel Skinner play uh, should have been made. I mean, that's that's something to where – you're into the 11th game of the season, so you're really not a freshman anymore. That's, that's something that I normally will haunt a guy, and it'll make him get better. That, that's the good news about it, but it should have been made. There was, And then, you know, you saw Wesley Besaint, Joe, go in that ball game and play like he belonged, right? I mean, he's not as big as the linebackers were for Clemson, but you saw him go in there and play, uh, and, you, and you go back and you look at uh, Jakari Brown, and he looked like an 18-year-old freshman for, for a lot of that football game. And that's what happens when you got battle-tested veterans on the other side versus a lot of freshmen. Sometimes you can't compete. I think it was Jeremiah Trotter who hit him first. He might not forget that hit for a long time. <laughs> that was like a head-on collision. <laughs> Pittsburgh comes in on Saturday. You know what great teams do? or good teams do, they stop the other team's best player. That's what the Miami defense has to do on Saturday. Israel Abana Kanda has run for over 1,300 yards. That's the guy they got to stop. Yeah, they do. He might, be the best one. he might be the best player in the conference if you're not going with one of these quarterbacks this year. And very impressive and sneaky yards. You know, and he's got, he just quietly grinds away, grinds away, grinds away. And at the end of the day, I mean, he's got 120, 140, he had a 320. I mean, it's just the yardage. And, and if for a defensive head coach, which Narduzzi is, he gets the, the added benefit of time of possession. It gives his quarterback an opportunity to go play action. Uh, Pitt's got a bunch of tight ends that can catch the football. It's going to be an interesting ball game. But remember now, you know, all I'm hearing is Pitt's 3-0. and They're going to try and go 4-0 and for November. Miami's beat them the four last times they played them. You know, you look at their roster. Narduzzi's been there for a while now. Yeah. So he's done a good job building, his, uh, building that roster. He's a little bit like Miami. You know, he can't get away from – 
the the you know Pittsburgh area, central uh, get away from uh, central Pennsylvania, western Pennsylvania. They they're very proud of their football there. You got to have guys on your roster from that that part of the country. He goes into Ohio a little bit and fights with Ohio State. Comes down here. He's got Charlie Partridge. Comes down here, lands a couple of guys. Might not be the top line guys, but he lands some guys here, and he goes into Georgia. He goes into Georgia and lands some guys. So he's, he's, his recruiting f- footprint is an interesting one as well. You no longer can can just be a regional team as far as recruiting goes. The the players that come out of the parts of Pennsylvania that you mentioned, they're great for some for your core. But you need skill, and you need some defense alignment. They got two defense alignment: uh, the tackle in the end, that one's from uh, Miami Northwestern. I think the other one's from Pompano. Those cats can play, and and they had to come down here and get them. And Miami's going to have to go up to Pennsylvania and grab some kids too. So it's it's very interesting how it's turning out. Uh, Kalijah can see seven sacks this year. The Pittsburgh defense. Uh, We've seen this now over and over. They, they allow about 90 yards a game running the football. He's going to have all 11 guys within about, what, seven yards of the line of scrimmage, eight yards of the line of scrimmage. He's going to dare Miami, whoever that quarterback is, can you throw the ball deep? If you can throw the ball deep and, uh, and, and get points out of your passing game, you beat them. If you, uh, maybe if you run the ball some, that helps. But he's going to dare you to throw the ball to the outside down the field. Last year, he dared Miami to do that, and Miami took their dare, and and Van Dyke threw for over 400 yards and three touchdowns. They had speed on the outside. Hardly was on the outside, was at the slot, had a lot of speed. Rambo could take the top off of it. Unfortunately, Miami has not put the speed guy on the field um, like they had the speed guys on the field like they had last year. It's going to be more, they're going to have to pick your part. You know, Restrepo is going to have to make some plays. You're going to have to have Ladson come up uh, and make some plays, use his big body to do that. I think you go back to the tight end, Will Mallory, until, until you, you can't go there any longer. But the other part of it is you want to throw them off. You're right. You got to generate some run. Well, Narduzzi has not shown Will Mallory any respect and Mowry has touchdowns in each of the last two games against Pittsburgh. And my prediction is Will Mowry finds the end zone again against uh, the Panthers on Saturday night. Much to the chagrin of Pat Narduzzi. Hey, it's a big weekend in college football. Who do you have, Ohio State, Michigan? Oh, I've got, I don't want to even pick. I don't like either one of them, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I mean, I, I get, I'd probably go Michigan if I had to. Ohio State has the home field advantage. Uh, I did want to sneak this in there. This is a season where... Miami lost to Duke. Florida State lost to Wake Forest. Florida lost to Vanderbilt. Can you believe that? Can you say the, that again? Florida lost to Vanderbilt. Miami lost to Duke. Florida State lost to Wake Forest. The world is upside down. Florida and Florida State play on Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to that deal, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be home uh, in time from that, and uh, I'm gonna tune that in, and uh, I'm gonna watch uh, Florida State put it on them Gators. That Ohio State-Michigan game, as we mentioned, will have uh, big ramifications. They're undefeated. Um, Georgia finishes the season against Georgia Tech. They're on their way to the playoff. Alabama and Auburn, the Iron Bowl. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, I've got to say that Alabama's going to win that deal. Auburn's still floundering around wondering who the head coach is going to be, and that's going to be an interesting game. And then Georgia, of course, I think that they just close the season out undefeated and strong against Georgia Tech but there's some there's some good football games and uh 
Vanderbilt beat Florida. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> All right, happy Thanksgiving to you and Priscilla and your family. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Same to you and Cheryl. All right, that's Don Bailey Jr. We'll continue on the show right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.